Hello and welcome to John's Author Diary for the week ending July the 4th, 2021. It is Independence Day in America, which I think is the celebration of the point where Will Smith punched an alien. So I've had a busy week. I've been working on getting Black Death Survival to a reasonable standard. I mentioned last week that this is a project I've had in the background since 2017. It was originally meant to be a collaborative effort with two other authors, but that didn't happen. So I'm working on the rewrite. I'm 50,000 words into it. But as I get deeper into the last third of the novel, my progress is definitely slowing as the demands become more challenging. There is a lot to fix, a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of timeline and character issues. So I'm working on those, I'm solving them, so that's good. Uh, It's meant moving a lot of scenes around, rewriting others, getting rid of plot holes and things like that. And I've also had to kind of make the voice more consistent, do stuff on a sentence level, uh, make the characters' goals more obvious, their desires more clear. And because I wrote this in 2017 and I've written a lot of stuff since then, my writing has got a lot better There's a lot of mistakes that I used to make, a lot of little grammar things, a lot of little ticks that I used to do that are in there that I don't do anymore. So I've had to just go through it, get rid of all those. Part of me feels like a bit of a masochist taking this on. And I think that if I'd attempted something like this a few years ago, it would actually be really overwhelming. Because I've been doing this a while, because I can't even remember how many books I've got under my belt now. A lot of books, I've written a lot. I'm confident that I can turn this into something that I can be proud of. And I'll just put that down to experience. So, yeah, I've reached the end of the second act. So now I'm about to work on basically the part of the story where the original storylines converged. And so there's going to be a lot of bits where characters are in one scene that shouldn't be, and there's a lot to do. So this is going to be the hard part. This is going to be the real test, I think, coming up. So... Look forward to that. That should be fun. In terms of reading, I have continued with The Rainwell Chronicles by Robin Hobb. Uh, It's definitely worth sticking with. I think the first book was very slow, but what Robin Hobb is really good at is character development. She's a master at that. So it takes a while to get going. The story doesn't really get anywhere until the end of the first book. I'm now just about to finish book three, which is called City of Dragons. And I'm going to go straight into the fourth book because I am really into it now. Uh, I also read a non-fiction book called The Story Grid by Sean Coyne, which is a book about editing and story structure. Um, I've mentioned this before. I read craft books all the time. I'm still learning. I'll always be learning. This is a thing that has really helped me with what I'm doing at the moment. It couldn't be read at a better time to be honest so i've been listening to the podcast of this for years and there was actually little new in there that you know i wasn't familiar with so it was just good as a reminder to get all the kind of ideas crystallized and the analysis of the silence of the lambs i found really useful so it's definitely worth it just for that go forward next week i want to carry on with black death survival if i can there's a good chance that my son's school will close again due to COVID stuff. As I've already closed two years, and the head was on a video the other day talking about 
staff shortages as a knock-on of this. So who knows? Next week I could be in dad mode. I don't know. But if I can, I'm going to work on Black Death Survival. There's a good chance that if my son is off, then I'll be doing some 5am starts and just trying to get some stuff done in the morning because I would like to get this done before the summer holidays, which is, I think they break up on July the 16th. So, you know, if I can get it done by then, or at least in a state where it just needs a final proofread, then that'll be great. And I can get that edited, sent off, sorted, published, hopefully, September, October time. I, I have got a cover back with my name on, just my name. So, yep, it's going forward. I'm going to do it. So that's going to be my autumn release because I was getting a bit impatient, I think, with the Crucible of Shadows stuff. I really wanted to get that first book out, but now I've got a release coming. I can focus on that. And then when that's out, I can focus back on that series again, stick to the original plan of at least getting the first two books written before I release anything, maybe get the first three done. I don't know, but we shall see. So remember, hit like, hit subscribe. If you've got questions, leave them in the comments and I'll answer them on next week's video. So until next time, cheerio. So the title is Paying Attention to the Summer. There's no time of the year that I enjoy more than summer. The world just seems alive. Families are out on the beach, playing in the park and enjoying a nice cold beer in a pub garden. The trees are full of leaves and many-hued flowers reach up to the sun. The air hums with the buzzing of insects and the chattering of birds. Every morning, our garden attracts dozens of birds. Sparrows, blackbirds, magpies, wood pigeons, even the odd seagull. Over the past few weeks, there's been a house sparrow just outside here, nesting on my neighbour's roof. And all it does all day is, is sit there and it goes tweet, tweet, tweet. I love it. I recently went to see my family in Wolverhampton. It was a sweltering day, so we embarked on a walk through Canic Chase. My son and nephew played in the trees and climbed on rocks while the forest canopy kept the adults cool. On the walk, I noticed a young lad complaining to his parents that he couldn't get any phone signal because he wanted to play Pokemon Go. I noticed something similar during a walk along Morecambe Prom a few days ago, when a woman nearly bumped into me because she was face down into a phone, focused on what was on the screen rather than the stunning scenery just to her left. And on the same walk, we made our way along the stone jetty to gaze across the bay at the Lake District Fells, a group of three teenagers congregated on a bench at the jetty's end, all of them more interested in their phones than the sublime landscape around them. This stuck with me. It reminded me of a dark sci-fi story by Philip K. Dick or Ray Bradbury, where humanity has been possessed by some kind of alien virus. Indeed, rather than being mere speculations, much of what those writers predicted has come true. We're at a point in our history when the greatest minds and the greatest technology is geared towards making us click on adverts. The biggest tech companies in the world are part of what's known as the attention economy. 
The whole business model relies on you giving them your attention. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, they're all fighting for your time and for your focus. They spend hundreds of millions of dollars a year to find better ways to keep you hooked, to keep you addicted, to keep you glued to your screen. Ever noticed the little wavy dots that let you know that someone else is typing on Messenger? Have you ever wondered why, if you play a video on YouTube, when it finishes, it immediately jumps on to the next one? Or how about those tiny little like buttons? The tap into our most primal parts of our brain. The parts that thrive and wanted to know what's over the next hill. That crave novelty. That want to be liked. They exploit our most basic drives. Feeding us little hits of dopamine like lab rats. But it's never enough. And it's rarely meaningful. The simple fact is, if a product is free to use, then you are the product. Big tech probably knows you better than your spouse. They record everything you write. They listen through your devices, scraping every bit of data and information they can to sell you more stuff that you don't need. It sounds creepy, because that's exactly what it is. George Orwell, Aldous Huxley, Ray Bradbury, Philip K. Dick, they all predicted much of the world we live in. But Brave New World and 1984 were written as warnings, not blueprints. The research is clear. Social media makes us more isolated. While taking walks in nature lowers our blood pressure, elevates our mood... Albert Einstein, Frederick Nietzsche, Ernest Hemingway all said that they came up with their best ideas while out in nature, while out walking. So I urge you, delete your apps, turn your phones on silent and go for a walk. Embrace the stillness and allow yourself to daydream. Just enjoy the summer. If you do, you'll discover a world of abundance and beauty. We just need to take charge of where we place our attention. So join me. Put your smartphones aside. Embark on a new world. A world where... Oh, hang on, sorry, I've got a message here. Mm -hmm.